0: Yeah, who can, who can come with the real with the real plan? Fly like men, like Batman. Sick with the realness, looking like a, feeling like a. Who can, who can come with the real with the real plan? Fly like men, like Batman. Sick with the realness, looking like a, feeling like a. Who can, who can come with the real with the real plan? Fly like men, like Batman. Sick with the realness, looking like a, feeling like a. Who can,
1: who can welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I have a returning guest. I haven't seen this man uh, for over a year and a half until recently, and when we decided to have him back on the podcast, Uh, in uh, September, he released a a new album called Spiritual Eyes, so I'm excited to talk to him about that and just honestly catch up. It's my pleasure to
0: introduce King Dao. Thank you for having me, man. This is going to be fun.
1: (laughs) You were uh, on the podcast when I was still Triple H Nast. Can you believe
0: that? Yeah, bro. Well, January 2020? Yeah. Was that 2020? That was 2020, man. Yeah.
1: No, I feel like it was before that. Or maybe...
0: Well, we got in contact. Uh, I think like the December twenty nineteen, and then we set it up in January. Got it. Yeah, yeah
1: dude. It's yeah. been a these past two years have been a blur, honestly.
0: Yeah, bro. It's been the long. It's been the longest like, like years of my life. Uh, it feels like within like just so much has happened. As you know, like we've gone go gone through ups and downs. Um, but I definitely feel like I've uh, definitely transformed a lot in terms of like my mindset and who I am. So I'm sure you feel the same way. You went from triple NAS to like NAS podcast now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So you released two projects during the pandemic, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, three, actually. Three. Yeah. So I really. man's working hard. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, after the whole pandemic happened, I released my energy EP uh, on my birthday, April 24th of last year. And then the fall, I'd say, like, around September, I, I released Top Tao Part One. Mm-hmm. And then Spiritual Eyes this is the latest thing that dropped last month. So. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: It's uh, You're definitely one of those artists that I see with each project. There's, there there's major tweaks, right. which with each project, none of them sound the same. Like even with me, like I'm, I'm the first person to give you like tips or advice anytime yeah. I hear a new project. Love it. And it'll literally change within the next project. You know, like <laughs> one project I'll be like, I like what you're saying, but I feel like your punchlines are hitting hard enough. Mm-hmm, In the next project, the punchlines are hitting hard enough. Yeah. Or like the like some projects, I feel like the beats are okay. This project, the latest project you just dropped. I think it's like the best beats you've had on a project so far
0: i appreciate that man and i really want to thank you for always being that person who's like super honest and i know like you you keep it so real i'll be like hey man uh what do you think about doing an interview for this you're like uh not yet i'm like okay bet. i still have to keep working and and i appreciate that man and uh that says a lot about your character because uh people have a lot of yes men around them and um, i'm thankful to have like people professionally and personally who are around me who are not yes men at all and because uh, i like to like switch things up i don't like doing the same thing over and over i like to like carry on like traits of what's worked from previous projects and sounds and stuff but like i always want to like keep switching up so i appreciate it. and that means a lot man because i agree with you i think spiritual eyes is definitely my best work that i've done that like just shows like who i am as a person where i am now so thank you
1: i feel like it was a spiritual eyes was kind of like a like a mantra album if mm. that makes sense mm. i feel like it was a It was like intentional with some words like repetitive, Mm -hmm. you know, and like like Tukon Wucon.
0: Yeah, like that was dope. Thank you, man. toucan, Wucon. Yeah, that's funny because that was literally an inside joke. Me and my friends made in college, Uh, my freshman year in college. Like we were in Europe uh, on a jazz band. Oh, you've been in Europe? Yeah, I've been to Europe, bro. Yeah, yeah, freshman year uh, with the jazz band. We went to like Venice and Florence and Italy, Rome. and uh yeah we we're out there you know there's a bunch of seagulls and stuff and i was just messing <laughs> around i'm like we're in europe man toucan woo can you know, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> so that was just like an inside joke that carried on for years i'm like you know what let me just make that a song finally mm-hmm. and uh it, like people loved it man like we did a show shout out to e brown shout out to seri savvy um we did a show last month at the black lab gallery um at the new location um and yeah that was like w- one of those songs that like people like couldn't get enough of um so it was really cool to see uh yeah. Did
1: you lock in with, like, a specific producer for Spiritual Eyes? Or? I
0: did, yeah. Shout out Top Hat Productions. Um, he and I met online back in 2018, and uh, all, I used all his beats for Top Dot Part 1, and then I did it again with uh, Spiritual Eyes. So technically, Spiritual Eyes is supposed to be Top Dot Part 2, but I was just, like, what, where I was going in terms of, like, my vision, um, it didn't make sense to name it that. Um, but I was using the same producer. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think... Um, it, it was a way to just show like okay where I am in my spiritual awakening because during twenty twenty, um, I went through a lot of changes myself. I started meditating more. I started getting more in touch with like astrology or astronomy, no astrology. So astrology. you're talking
1: about zodiac shit or zodiac. what?
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> not not in this really. It was more like super personal. Just talking about I'm talking about the third eye, pineal gland, stuff like that. Um, What's a pineal gland? Pineal gland is like your third eye. Okay. Uh, yeah, your third eye. So it's like. Um, uh, between your 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 eyes, so that's a brain. real gland, though it's, it's not a like, real gland. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a real gland. Like uh, it's in science and everything, but uh, in the spiritual community, they call it the third eye or the first eye, right? Because like when you're born, like you can't really see yet, but your first eye is open,
1: essentially. Right. So, so if like if you're like in a, it's gonna get, <laughs> it's about to get weird. <laughs> Let's get so it. what if you're like in like a developing country, and you know how like they have mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of people have like deformities mm-hmm. in developing countries. So what if someone had a third eye. Would, mm. would they be looked up as higher or would they be like what that mm. like have you seen that goat? It was a couple months ago. No, not even a couple months, it was like last month. Huh. There's this goat that was born with like a human looking face. Oh wow. That was going around the internet. Oh wow. Like India has the these crazy deformities that don't stop. It's just humans. It goes into their fucking like animals and it's crazy. Wow.
0: Goats are crazy bro. Like they have like the whole like negative symbol happening in their eyes yeah. and stuff. Like that deep it's funny you mentioned India so there's this guy, I think, yeah, in India. So essentially at age seven, uh, like Gaia or like he had like a spiritual waking where like uh, the God, uh, I think he's Hindu. So, yeah, Gaia or Mother Nature came and spoke to him and said, um, you're not going to need to eat forever now moving forward <sighs> or uh, all you need is just water and that's it. And so like he and it was true, like he's like in his like 90s or something and like the doctors, they did like different uh experiments to see where he was at and he didn't have to use a restroom or nothing and his eyes turned blue. So what
1: the fuck? Yeah
0: man. Yeah. So stuff like that can happen. There's other people that can like unlock their chi and um, there's a lot of deep stuff that happens. Like me personally, uh what I've learned through meditation and just like experimenting I can like uh, I can pendulum douse, which is basically where you uh you speak to your higher self through a pendulum and uh and anyone can do like it. Like an actual pendulum? Actual pendulum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you basically just take a pendulum And, like, you figure out your yeses and nos, and depending on which way it sways, it says yes or no, and that's how you can, like, get higher answers.
1: Oh, shit. So you're, like, hypnotizing yourself.
0: You could think of it like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you go. You have to, like, clear your mind. Like, I always say when I start, like, Spirit Guides, uh, show me a sign that I'm still, and that, like, just puts me in a kind of, like, a trance moment where I'm, like, it's just me, the pendulum, and whatever comes through the channel, and I just ask the questions about whatever I want to know in that moment, and I get the answers.
1: So are third eyes literal though or no like so if you saw some guy it doesn't have to be India it could be anywhere but if someone was born with a third eye Uh would you feel like that person had all the answers or would you be like what the
0: fuck no uh, I mean yeah it could be like a symbolism but no it's not really literal it's more like a like a spiritual like metaphorical sense because it is within your mind like it's, it's basically your mind your mind is your third eye you can think of it that way too got it
1: yeah okay so, so with, with your with your project spiritual eyes was mm-hmm. kind of relating to your like the album cover even is a purple mm-hmm. eye yeah. is that relating to your third eye or is it yes okay.
0: yeah it, it was related to that it was like a that eye is like because i'm also into anime and i don't know if you know anything about naruto but uh i
1: know a lot about hentai like last time <laughs> oh That's yeah kidding. yeah i remember we had
0: that <laughs> like no but so naruto is, it's another popular anime mm-hmm. up through with dragon ball z all that stuff but like there's these ninjas that have sharingan which is basically uh these but they have special powers within their eyes and their eyes have like these crazy patterns and stuff but um if you look at my eyes, it's kind of like uh related to that uh, and also, like, if had Gone, Like, all these different, like, eyes within anime was an inspiration. And on top of that, like, the whole idea of the third eye, just your spiritual awakening. Because I read this book called... Um, uh, from uh, this guy named Miguel Ruiz. Um, and he, author from Mexico, I think. Um, and in his book, uh, The Toltec Book of Knowledge, he talks about opening your spiritual eyes. And so that's where I got the inspiration for this project.
1: Got it. So yeah. you're more... So before 2020, you were more just into, like, anime stuff, and now the anime stuff has crossed over to being more spiritual, or do you feel like you've always been a spiritual guy?
0: I've always been spiritual in a sense because I get it from my dad. Like, my dad, like, he he comes from, like, a background of, like, Seventh-day Adventists Seventh Adventist and all that different kind of religious Christianity stuff, and so he broke, kind of rebuff from that way of, like, uh, growing up.
1: Oh, is that a crazy one? One of the crazy ones?
0: Yeah, man. Like, Seventh-day <laughs> Adventists, bro, like, uh, yeah, to go deep with that, like, Uh, People think, oh, Christianity is, um, like, there's only a few types, you know, Baptist, Pentecostal. There's also Seventh-day Adventists, and there's a few more. I was actually talking to my uncle about this the other day. But, um, yeah, Seventh-day Adventists, they're the ones who believe—they really stick to the whole idea of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is, like, the the day of rest that God rested, which is Saturday, Hmm. which is the seventh day. And uh, they uh, believe—they're super— because like in in America people go to church on Sundays you're not supposed to be doing that like they're kind of going away from that exactly yeah so uh, yeah Saturday is the seventh day and they believe that uh, this lady named Ella Jean White who was like one of the prophets she told everyone that they have to go to the yeah, it's crazy, bro. It, this is literally a cult my dad grew up in, like my, my whole side of the family, which is weird because they're Jamaican, but you know, the British colonized Jamaica, which is why the whole Christianity thing happened. Oh, so is, is he from Jamaica
1: originally? He was born
0: there, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he was shit. born there, he lived in England a little bit, and then like the whole family brought him to America. But basically, he, he comes from that, from that background, and uh. He, he broke away from that he went through different religions and stuff and finally he's, he stuck to spirituality he met my mom and then they kind of grew us all up to like just like be free thinkers essentially mm-hmm. so I've always been kind of spiritual I didn't really meditate until literally last year like I tried it in college but I was you know like I wasn't I was still distracted he was hanging
1: with the boys <laughs> yeah you hey, hanging with the
0: boys you know just doing crazy shit you do in college so yeah this uh the crazy thing about the whole pandemic it allowed me to like just have that time to like really go within myself and figure out who I am and that's when I was like yeah okay uh the spirit has been trying to talk to me forever so let me finally take the time to listen and yeah okay
1: mm-hmm. so d- how long do you meditate a day like do you meditate like every day
0: and yeah 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 I try to I mean like I was a lot <laughs> better like I'd say like a few months ago but I try to like get out in at least once a day like I used to do it for hours now it's just like it's gotten to that point, like, even if I just meditate for like a k- few minutes, I can still get the same effect I would as if I did it for hours. So, and,
1: w- and what do you do when you meditate? Are you just like sitting there in your room, or
0: yeah, yeah, lotus position, all lights are turned off, all fluorescent lights. I like I like to have uh, some like calming music in the background, but I turn my phone face down and uh, I get candles, um, uh-huh. I put those in front of me. Um, sometimes I'll wear my, my different like uh, spiritual jewelry. Sometimes I won't. Wait, um, do
1: you have spiritual, is that spiritual jewelry right now?
0: Yeah, so this is Cornelian. Th- this ring right here is Cornelian. It's essentially, it's, it represents the heart space. It's good for your heart chakra. Okay. I also have a Cornelian necklace that I always wear too. Um, And these are just, honestly, these are just cool rings that I was getting for a music video shoot. Oh bro. shit, is that a skull? In the it's water? a skull. Yeah, bro. Like there we go. I, I went to, uh, so you know the Alderman Mall. Yeah, Yeah, Alderwood Mall. I think it's not Silver Safari. Uh, Yeah, I think it's Silver Safari. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that whole spiritual jewelry kind of place.
1: Yeah, and you do piercings there too. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I literally went in there to get, I think, a few things for my dad because his birthday was coming up. And I saw these rings and I was like, oh my God. Because I'm not a ring person at all. Like, I'm more of a bracelet necklace guy. But then I saw those rings and I was like, okay. My friend, shout out Peter uh, Lucas. He has his own um, Full Spectrum Performance YouTube channel and creative Chat channel. Uh, but he's he's very into spirituality too. He's the one who taught me how to pendulum douse. But he was saying silver is good for manifestation, so make sure you wear silver. So I saw these and I was like, okay, let me. Let me. Hey, I wear silver. Exactly. It's yeah, because my
1: family gave it to me. There you
0: go. Like, yeah, 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 man. And look at you now, now <laughs> you, you know, you got Nas podcast. So it really works, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think about it that yeah, way. Yeah, man. Silver is good for manifestation. So ever since he told me that, like, I always like made made sure. To, I I don't wear these like all the time. I wear them for like if I'm about to perform or if I'm doing something King Dao rep represented or meditating so
1: i am um, have you ever been to tech city bowling in kirkland
0: no i haven't
1: so it's not it's i guess it's an all right it's an all right um bowling place yeah but i think they kind of expensive for mm. no reason so anyways i go there like last month or maybe two months ago now i i don't know months anymore yeah okay I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but i i go there and i decide i go bowling and then at the end i'm like you know what i want to Hang out at this arcade. Mm-hmm. So I, I went ham on all these arcade games and I get a fuck ton of tickets. Mm. And then the only prizes there are like, they don't even have candy. It's just like fucking those little parachute men and right. some shitty rings. And I went ham and got like five or six rings. because so that was the only thing I they had really that was somewhat cool. There you go. So that's the only time I've ever worn rings. And then it turned out they were so shitty. Like they were like blue, purple, red. Mm. And after a w- while they would like leave the blue mark Mm. on my finger, right, and then it'll just turn, like, silver or steel. Oh, like, wow. You guys really scammed me. You got me really interested in these fucking arcade games, and your prizes just suck. So that's boycott. Taxi boycott.
0: Facts, right? Got to sue them. No, I was going to say, if you need, like, a place to get, like, really cool, like, like actual jewelry that's not going to, like, you know, taint on you or anything, go From to— an arcade. <laughs> right? From an arcade. Go to Vision Book <laughs> Quest in Everett. Uh, oh. That's actually where I got this Cornelian ring, these two rings right here. Um and uh, I got my pendulum there. I should have brought it today so I could show you.
1: Are you yeah. into um? What is that shit?
0: Mood rings. <laughs> you know, I when I was in like elementary middle school, I thought those things were so real. And then I got I'm like, this is not really doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. So, so with
1: you, I feel like you spend a lot of time like up north. Like, mm-hmm. how how does that? Do you think that hinders your music at all? You know, like mm-hmm. being surrounded by just up north artists versus come. I know you came down for like Fremont Fridays. Yeah, but. Seems like the majority of the stuff is just up north.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, like where things are now in terms of like uh you know, like now things are like becoming way more regulated of like where you can go. Like now they're really splitting between, okay, who has the shot, who doesn't, and uh the different places I would normally go. Uh, I can't go no more because of, like, my own morals and, like, where I am, where I stand with everything, like, to each their own, but... Uh, that this might... guy's an
1: anti-vaxxer. Let's shame right? him. Right? Boo! Right?
0: No, <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, no, I, I, that might have a part to play because now it's like, okay, normally I would go to these events or that show or whatever, and it's like, okay, I can't now. But, um, but outside of all that, it just really depends on what the thing is. Uh, I mean, a lot of my work has been up north, and that's only because of the people... Like, my team's up north, you know, my videographer... My engineer, uh, like, artist I work with, like, E. Um, uh, Sari is one of those exceptions because he, he lives all the way in um, White Center. But, like, we all get Oh, together. he lives in
1: White Center? He lives in White Center. I don't, so he comes up to you then?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we try to meet in the middle in Seattle, but, like, nine times out of ten, depending on what it is, like, yeah, he'll come up north usually. And
1: Sari Savvy is also a nasty. Po- who is actually a Triple H nasty podcast guest. Yeah.
0: Um, Shout out, Sari. So
1: have you always been working with Sari, or is it more recently that you and Sari and e brown all started connecting yeah so i know e brown and you have been together for hanging out for a while yeah
0: we've been kicking it for a while that's my guy uh because yeah i met e in 2019 when i started going to um the cyphers at black at the old black lab gallery um up north in 2019 and then Siri, uh, after i heard your guys's interview like i dm'd him i was like hey man we should connect i really liked your interview uh but we didn't nothing really happened until like the pandemic happened and then like E and i went live one day and then sari hopped in and that's how we all started you know kicking all the time we made our song expensive that we dropped january of last year and then after that we're like hey all right we should you know just keep working on stuff so we're actually putting together like a trio project that we're gonna drop next year hell yeah and do a show around that and everything but um yeah i mean i'm, I'm not opposed to like Working with more people or going this way or that. It's just, it just, I guess it just depends on like the climate or like what I got going on. Like, I don't really force things like, um, I've been, I was a part of Marshall's uh, music video, and that was just organic. Um, this was like... The weird.
1: Marshall Law Band, They that was bra- Black and Proud, right? Or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the name of that, or, or is that the actual name? Louder, louder, Louder. Is, See, that's I'm, what it is, I'm louder. getting confused yeah. with the actual Black and Proud song by James Brown. That's oh. where they got the inspiration from. So oh, I accidentally okay. always call it that actual James Brown song.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah that, so that was like that was like an organic thing. The Fremont Friday was organic, because I just reached out to Marshall. I was like, hey, if you ever need arts to perform, let me know. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, let's set it up. And then that happens. So, uh, I guess it just depends, man. Cause like now where things are, like, I'm like very like picky about where I go, where I, where I spend my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, yeah, I guess, uh, I live up North, so I guess it's only natural that I come up here, but that's, that's actually not true. I have a studio, Fibonacci studio, shout out Robert Ironman, uh, the owner of Fibonacci studios. Uh, that's in Seattle, that's in Greenwood. So I, I do come up a lot to record there. Um, uh, Noby is one of the uh, engineers shout there out too. Noby. Shout out Noby, and then there's my guy Lake Stovall, who actually mixed this whole project, uh, and uh, he mixed my song Black Man and a bunch of singles leading into this. So shout out to Lake Stovall, really cool guy, um, really amazing artist too. But so that that's my one, uh, and then of course outside of work, uh, that is a staple for why I come up C- to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that gives me a good reason to come up here.
1: So how have you? What have you done to like change like? your tactics towards releasing music? Are you looking mm. more towards like online things or mm. is it still trying to go to like these places in Seattle? Like I feel like everyone's tactics on how they make music, how they release it has completely changed since the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to like releasing music, I'm really focused on like, I understand that my visual content is like my strongest suit for sure. Um, In terms of like what me and my videographer, shout out Zach Purnell, uh, that we put together in terms of promo videos uh i like to i think more about rollout in terms of like okay what's the timeline because like people think oh they're i'm just gonna drop the project and then i'll think about promo after but it's like what do you do before during and after yeah that counts uh from that to the how you set up the show um like uh the whole black lab show that me e and sari put together like that was that was perfect timing because the project was dropping right in september we did that show Mm -hmm. It, it was great um so that was basically like, a hey, here's this project show um, that I have going on. So I, that was part of it. I have more music videos coming after it. So I, I'm I'm thinking more back. Th- OK, back in like 2018, leading up to now, I used to think just drop, drop, drop videos here or there loosely. Now it's more like everything has to be OK. If I'm going to do a single, I have to make sure I promote the single single drops promo again. OK, project promo. So it's like, yeah, so it's a seamless like promotion type of thing and uh i'm really paid i'm more patient than i used to be i used to be a little bit more impatient in terms of like okay this has to happen now but it's like i have all the time in the world you know yeah and uh i I think a lot of us independent artists think on that major label idea in terms of like oh i have to drop it now because i'm competing with this person it's it's okay it's good to be on that like if you want to get to this certain level you want to think like bigger artists but uh realize it's a marathon and everyone has their own journey and how they do things.
1: Yeah, I wonder if um release dates matter as much now. Maybe Drake and Kanye still mattered a mm. little bit, but like one of my new favorite albums is I don't know if you know who Loot is from Dreamville. Oh, shout out Loot, yeah. He Lute's dropped fire. I think he dropped his it was either a Monday or Tuesday of this week. Just a, I think it literally might've been like a Monday, Ah. just the most random day. And I'm like, holy shit, Mm. this guy's a Dreamville artist and it's his day. I'm pretty sure it's his debut album. He's like, released like mixtapes and EPs in the past. But I was like, if, if, if someone like loot is just dropping whenever, maybe it's an actual important day to him though. Mm -hmm. But I wonder how much release dates actually matter, especially during this internet age.
0: I'd say they matter in terms of like, if you want to make sure your album gets or project gets the most uh eyes don't drop when major artists are dropping um (laughs) you know like that's one thing i learned quickly because i mean i dropped my project i was like yeah it's the fall and i have a show come around but i think like drake and connie both dropped their albums around the same time um and so i learned quickly okay everyone's talking about these these artists moving forward when i drop anything i mean it worked out because i obviously had a show and stuff so it made sense but like moving forward um i always i always look like okay if this is when let's like, say kendrick's dropping i'm gonna drop like the next month or a month before xyz so I, i'm taking that more into account i'm realizing how much that had an effect because when i draw my energy project th- like that had like so far in my opinion like in terms of just dropping something like the most attention and i think that's only because like okay there was no artists were dropping everyone was stuck inside people were paying attention more to who was following them so it, right so it, it was like it made sense and so looking back i'm like okay I need to drop when literally nothing's going on for, for me um, and that makes the most sense. And I think a lot of independent artists should think that way because um, we are in a business where like the music industry is so small, you know, everyone knows who Drake is or everyone knows who Blake is or King Dao is within your city, the more you go. So when you take those things into account, it's easier to maneuver and you're thinking big, you know.
1: So. You know what was crazy it was when I did my podcast tour. You ended up being in LA, yeah, meeting the exact same par- artist I was meeting, just in a different context.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kept, um, so
1: tell me, tell me about it. So Tell me how you met. I think that came all because you met China Williams, mm-hmm. the, and she's a radio personality in um, LA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you had two interviews with her. Tell me about the first one, and then how that led into you actually going to LA.
0: Right. So like after I dropped my energy project. Um, And I was just trying to find different people to uh, get some press with outside of just in general, whether in my city, outside of my city. Um, I saw that nobody was following her. I'm like, who's this person? I went through the rabbit hole. I looked at her stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. And so I just reached out to her and uh, she got she reached back and uh, we set up an online interview um, and that went well. And we always kept in touch. She would always like, you know, like follow up with my with my music and stuff. Um, And then. I was thinking about i want to go to cali like i want an excuse to go there to see my friend my cousin lives out there and so i was like okay uh, but i also want to make it kind of like a business trip so i was like oh yeah china lives in cali so i reached out to her uh it took a minute you know because uh, she was like pretty busy with stuff but finally we set it like set it up to where uh i would go at the end of may um and uh yeah basically came out uh, we did that interview while i was out there she showed me um she showed me around town around venice beach she introduced me to Noah, I think it
1: Yes, yeah. Noah James. It's so James. crazy. I had a do you know who Will Jordan is?
0: His name sounds very familiar.
1: He's um he's out of Tacoma and he's a. I think I'm pretty sure he's signed right now. Or oh, has wow. some type of deal. He's dope. He's been around for a while. Wow. Um and basically he's like on tour right now. Oh sick. And Noah's actually hosting his show in LA and I was like, Oh shit, that's oh, crazy wow. that how I met Noah and then interviewed Will. And then definitely not because of the podcast for sure <laughs> but it was just crazy to see like how seattle artists and uh, la artists some know how to do that connection And mm-hmm. like it seems like it seems like la is more open to hosting seattle artists than seattle artists are to. i haven't really seen la artists come to seattle and be and seattle artists be like oh come on my show you know mm-hmm. but it seems like a total reverse in la
0: for sure yeah yeah that's interesting um i mean I'll I'll just speak from my experience. Like, I mean, there's not many shows in Seattle besides, like, I mean, there's You, Shadow. uh, um, Let's see. Uh, This is sad because they're the first ones I did an interview with.
1: Oh, I was talking about, like, concert
0: shows. Oh, you're talking concerts. Like, straight
1: up, Will Jordan is, like, headlining or opening for Noah James.
0: Oh, Like, a
1: literal show, which is kind of crazy. I was
0: thinking, I don't know, I thought podcast shows. Okay, that makes sense. I I see what you're saying.
1: I guess a podcast is a show. I've never really... Mm-hmm. called my podcast a show huh
0: yeah I mean, I mean it is bro this is this is a radio show you know what i'm saying so yeah. but no yeah uh to your point i don't know man i think it's just uh everyone's and we've talked about this before and you've talked about it with many artists uh everyone just sticks with their circle of people you know what i mean yeah and uh, there's not really uh someone who's like hey i mean shout out martial law and people like that that are like putting on events and stuff where if you're if you're in town visiting someone like a Django or whoever comes here all the time, they can come and like, you know, like show support and like get involved somehow. But I don't think it's as frequent here as it is in L.A. You know what I mean? So like when something's happening, it's happening. I guess like there's a combination of the weather. Now we have this pandemic. So the things yeah. are changing all the time. So uh, whereas like in L.A., like they kind of like when I went there and China, she was showing me around and then she introduced me to Noah and his crew and stuff. That show that I I know it. They just put that on like like that was like an underground type of thing that I went to, um, and so like
1: like there's an actual like underground scene. There's in There's an LA underground scene because, in LA, bro. It's super fire. I don't know yeah. what we call the scene here in Seattle. I don't know if it's really underground. Like you really have to know the promoters and stuff. Yeah, like there's pop up shows, I guess. But
0: we have pop up shows. Yeah, it really depends on the. I think yeah, it really depends on the, the artists, the people, the events that uh, are the venues and like the relations they have with said venue like uh because
1: noah actually has his own promoting company as well promotion company oh okay so that makes it a little easier for him as well
0: for sure i think uh your best bet in seattle like i have a really good relationship shout out isabella uh the black lab gallery i have a really good relationship with her so i'm able to like me and different people that i work with we're able to like put shows and events together fully off the strength of that i think uh what's going to help a lot of artists here is if we just keep building on those relationships and even if it's just you only have this one venue, okay, that's fine. You can work with that one venue. See w- what relationships they have and where they can take you because uh I don't know, sometimes I feel like in Seattle we try to like we try to uh grab from what we can from this resource and then grab onto the next one without really building something, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So
1: How how do you go about building your your fan base?
0: Mhm. Yeah, it's a combination of the internet. Uh I'm also I'm not like outside of like my own soul music, I'm a jazz artist, so like I'm plugged into that scene. Like when, uh, when I was, uh, you know, selling tickets and getting uh, my fan base together to come see me perform, like it was like, it was a combination of people I used to work with, old students, old teachers, old colleagues, and uh, you know, um, like, m- like my, my reach is just super diverse because like I grew up being a musician and a dancer and a teacher and all these different things so like
1: uh why do you do all this stuff like why don't you just focus on jazz or why don't you just focus on dancing like why do you want to be jazz dancing and i guess you i feel like you're like alt hip-hop right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like like king Dao is my main thing for sure uh it was always gonna even when i was a kid when i would see like michael jackson chris brown all these people like like i didn't know what it was in words but i knew like okay being the front man like whatever they're doing that's what i want to do and so like as i grew older into being a musician like learning bass and all these different things like i needed to understand the fundamentals of music so when it was time for me to be the frontman of my own project i had everything to pull from so uh there wouldn't be king dao if there wasn't jazz or there wasn't dance you mm. know what i mean so it's like all of that all, and i think that that's that's what makes that's the difference between like someone who just raps versus someone who's an artist like someone who's an artist they can pull from all different aspects of their life you know like okay you're you're blake but and your nas podcast but to get to here you had to be into like you you have so many different artists so you have so many different ideas and things to draw from to relate to you're super relatable so um yeah and i think that's definitely helped me because if i was just one dimensional king just the rapper i wouldn't have any other life experiences you know what i'm saying like
1: so so tell me more about this uh you just got a new jazz position right
0: yeah so uh shout out uh jazzed um this seattle uh teaching company um I don't know how they, I think off the strength of uh, my old band teacher in high school, but um, they reached out to me because they were looking for teachers, private teachers and stuff. And I used to, I used to uh, do like online or not online, but in person uh, based teaching at my old middle school pandemic happened. And I lost that gig. So I think this is just like, you know, the universe is giving me another opportunity to like tap into like my teaching and stuff. So yeah, they reached out to me. Um, so I'll be doing like online teaching. Uh, starting like this month, all the way up until in the spring. It's like a like a small little contract, but yeah, That's just a dope, cool opportunity. Bro.
1: Yeah, man. Wait, so what instrument do you teach?
0: Uh bass, bass. Okay, so it yeah, is yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah, upright ha- bass. Yeah.
1: Have you done any? How how much taller is that than you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, like a few inches taller for sure. So a- uh, bases like th- are big. Yeah, they are. I have a I have a three fourth uh, size bass, which is like the standard. Uh, there's full size bases that like. Uh, ray brown and like a lot of old school jazz people use like they're they're very uncommon but uh yeah three-fourths is the one that I, I i use that's pretty pretty common so and
1: like are you really tapped into like jazz here in Seattle? like do you focus on like jazz alley or like any of that cool stuff
0: yeah i mean i did jazz alley in high school uh I got hey, between, that's dope. yeah i got to do that uh i did um the Edmonds jazz festival uh you and i were almost going to link for that but uh you know uh, different schedules and stuff but i did th- i've done that many times uh i started doing that when i got an internship for jazz like I- i've been super plugged in since high school so it was always a part of me um but yeah uh I- i'm a part of that oh i'm also part of a non uh the jazz punishment shout out to them led by jake bergevin punishment you said jazz punishments yeah so it's it's basically yeah i'm the bass player for that that group that's basically uh the way that started so uh i'd say like last summer jake bergevin who's my friend uh, my homie shout out max bennett his old teacher uh he uh he wanted to just get together bring some cats together and just play music just for fun so he reached out well actually it started i was talking to my homie max i'm like yo we should just get together and play tunes he's like i'm down and then he's like yo jake is trying to do it too i'm like all right cool so we would just meet up at this Edmond uh park and uh we would just play together and jake's like outside
1: that's crazy outside yeah like
0: (laughs) underneath this like canopy area yeah and he's like yo how'd you guys feel about if i try to put a band together and I'm like I'm down, and so he basically just called up all his old alumni students, and then uh, we became the Jazz Punishments. So every second, yeah, it's crazy. Every second Wednesday, uh, we will play at the Anchor Pub in Everett. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I got that going on. We also did like uh, the festival, and then uh, this other gig where we would play outside of Anthony's. It's like this seafood restaurant in Edmonds. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So do you, dr- this-
1: do you have to dress up like in a suit when you're doing it?
0: No, 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 not it's a suit. Like we wear shirts for for that big band. Like we have all these different like Jazz Punishment shirts that we we created. Um, so we wear that on the get, but no, it's not like the like your typical like wearing having a suit. I, I I personally hate wearing suits, so it's really? it's yeah yeah. So it's nice. I mean, I'll do it for like a music video or something, but yeah, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. But yeah,
1: yeah, I used to. Love dressing up as a, as a kid. I'd get bullied. I'd wear fucking... <laughs> 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 I'd wear like suits to school and shit. That's I was, fire. I was a total... I look like a total nerd. i want to be honest. Dude, ner- But ner- I, don't, I don't know what's changed. I feel like... I'm more into streetwear now, but mm. I, I don't know where that came from. Maybe it's because I, I... Probably because like hip-hop. Cause hip-hop. Yeah. yeah,
0: hip-hop. Yeah, the hip-hop influence. Nah, man, I mean like... I'm all about looking... G- I like to match, you know? Like, I like to like... I'm not... I, like, if I'm wearing green, the whole thing's gotta be green or pink or whatever, so... No, i feel that uh but i was gonna say that yeah, nerds run the world bro like yeah. at, at this point like
1: i feel like a suit's like wearing a a costume
0: meaning uh-huh. like
1: when pe- people are gonna look at that is they're not you know one walks down the street and it's like oh that's just a normal outfit even though maybe you're a business guy and it is your normal attire right people are like oh shit that guy's in a suit mm-hmm. what's that guy do you know
0: yeah wearing uh, yeah wh- how, what you wear definitely people are gonna judge you off that for sure like uh it's um it's definitely uh, it says a lot about you and like the energy you put out like that's why like even if i'm not wearing a suit i always i always dress like okay like like okay king Dao. i'm a solo artist so i always like move like i'm like I, this hat like even when i'm at work i always wear my king Dao hat you know it's just like it's just that subtle branding you know what yeah. i mean so
1: it's like um have you been to international district in seattle yeah yeah like those people are way too comfortable with what they were they're fucking like Oh, yeah. Like no matter what time of year, there's like people dressed up as fucking Pikachu or oh, fucking yeah. Santa Claus or whatever fucking anime shit like Oasis and stuff like that. I'm like, first time I saw that, I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Seattle's goofy, man. I mean, I always want to go to like Comic Con or something like that. Cause oh, they I,
1: just had that.
0: They just had our, that happened. PAX. Right?
1: They just had PAX um like two months ago. And oh man. Yeah, Seattle has so many cool, I keep telling people, like, any type of entertainment you're into or technology you're into or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. any medium in general,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we got it here in Seattle.
0: Yeah, say what you want. I love Seattle. At the end of the day, bro, like, I think we, hands down, the best state. Like, Pacific Northwest, like, we're undefeated. Yeah. Like, in terms of culture and things happening, for sure. I think what it is, the locals just have to be way more tapped in and, like, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's 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 the only thing. Once once people are more tapped in and embrace this love, not when it's summer and it's convenient or something's happening, just all the time. Like w- like we're we're top.
1: So. Yeah, I need to do some more research on like hidden parks and stuff.
0: There's so many, bro.
1: I need yeah. I'm going to tell you one story before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was on the podcast tour trip I right. had. So it was a road trip. I drove there and back. Uh-huh. And on the way back, we decided to go to this this secret park. Uh, mm. Along the Pacific Coast Highway. Okay. Not, wait, I say Pacific Coast, not Pacific Coast. Pacific Coast <laughs> Highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, have you been on the Pacific Coast Highway before? The <laughs> PCH? Mm-mm. It's crazy. Like, it adds an extra, like, three hours to your trip. Oh, damn. <laughs> because it's, like, a two-lane road. But it, like, literally cuts through the mountains on the coastline. Wow. And, like, you're dr- literally driving above the clouds. It's wow. wild. And um, anyways, there was, like, this offshoot on the Pacific Coast Highway mm. where it's um this beach. Mm. That's not marked. Like when you turn down the road, it's not marked or anything like that, because mm. they don't want tons of people going. But at the very bottom, there's a ticket booth, and you have to pay to fucking go to this park. Okay. But this beach has like natural purple sand.
0: What? Yeah. Purple. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: beautiful. I'm gonna have to check but, that out. Wow. Um, I get there. Oh, I'm, I'm almost. It's like a three-mile drive to get down through. You have to like go. So you're on the. Pacific Coast Highway, mm-hmm. and then and then you take a little turn off this. Like, it's like it's an unmarked road. You, you, you like I, we found it on like Yelp, oh. and we go down and there's oh my god, just so many potholes, fucking craziness, right? Wow. And um, literally right at the ticket booth, other side is the fucking <laughs> is the fucking purple sand. I pop my tire on a pothole. Oh, no.
0: Damn, bro. <laughs>
1: and then I have to um, drive. We get we get it fixed uh-huh. and then we're on the Pacific Coast Highway. So there's no towns nearby. Mm. So I have I'm on a spare tire mm-hmm. and I have to drive something. I think it's like I had to drive 270 miles on a spare tire. And that was like two to three hours. What? And on the get out of the Pacific Coast Highway and I'm on the freeway. Mm hmm. And because we have like an Airbnb set up in San Francisco. So I have to drive all the way to San Francisco going 50 miles per hour because you can't go too fast on a spare because uh, it'll, it'll heat up.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So, and the speed limit in, in, um, california is 70 miles per hour <laughs> so everyone's fucking honking it was like it was terrible like i if i sped up any i like, I'd literally smell burning rubber it was
0: a sketchy it was a
1: mess but i i got it i got san francisco and i'm here today but i want to find more parks like that here in washington because i bet there's tons of parks like that because i've been really obsessed with them now it's raining so i have to figure out what to do Mm. But I've been really obsessed with going to parks, <laughs> which could sound weird.
0: No, dude, parks are, we have some, I mean, there's Magnuson Park in Seattle, which is really cool. Um, I mean, just like, as you know, you're from Snohomish, so you could just go out. Like, I mean, we kicked it at, at, around your neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. bro. You're, like, Basically, the my backyard. Your is backyard like <laughs> is literally a park. But like, if you're trying to, I mean, this is kind of unrelated, but like, I don't know if you've been to Anacortis Yeah, I've yeah, been there Yeah, is really cool. Like, I mean, there's like a really cool beach area Um, that I went to with some friends and like, just being out there i mean i it was so dope bro i was like making tiktoks and meditating out there like it like the beach is out there we have really cool beaches i think we sleep on our beaches here too
1: yeah see we need to get away from everyone get away from technology and head to your nearest beach today yeah, yeah. this the the moment you're listening to this podcast if you're at work drop what you're doing get in your car or your motorcycle or your bike or the bus or the train and head to the nearest <laughs> beach right now facts you
0: facts know? bro. Yeah, yeah I, I. What I've realized, bro. Um, real quick is that like the more I just decide to tap in and sun gaze and just be literally in nature, it's really just like kept me at at peace and stuff. So maybe we need another Instagram like shutdown. Yeah. Like we had the other day, Who I knows?
1: need. I need to. Um. I I, re- I really feel like I need to do it by myself. I need to mm. get like the. I need a vacation by myself. There you go. I feel like um. I'm so drained man mm. i feel like i have covid ptsd okay. like i stayed home for so long and then after finally going out i'm like i don't i like people but i don't like people right now either. i feel you
0: no facts bro you, yeah because like the problem with our society is that we're around people technology all the time like we don't really know who we are yet i mean and then i mean to get to where we are where we're like we're focused on our careers and stuff that's great now the next level is to like really tap in because you need to be cool with yourself before you even can tap into the business side you know yeah i
1: thought i thought i learned about a lot about myself during Mm -hmm. the pandemic and i did but now relating that to like real life because even just doing the podcast it's such an isolated thing Mm. so like i'm meeting like new people every day but Mm -hmm. it's like it's over like a common ground versus going to whatever like a restaurant or just driving or whatever going to going to a super public park or whatever like you're around random people and they're all Mm -hmm. living their own lives or like just being in big groups or anything is like it's besides just like not wanting to get sick Mm -hmm. it's just being in a big group is like weird to me now Mm. it's fucking so i'm then like i'm 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 getting to the point where i'm just pissed off driving down the road (laughs) i'm like jesus like i've almost been in like 10 different car crashes in the past two weeks alone damn i'm like jesus people i don't know if it's just me or me just noticing it more but i'm just like people can be so slow i'm just gonna say slow no, I feel that.
0: <laughs> have you tried like biking around just like just doing something like that where you can
1: bro like... you've seen you've seen i can't even i tried biking on my um i'd have to put a bike in my car and go somewhere like i've tried biking around my neighborhood uh-huh. and like it's just, there's just too many blind corners and like, oh yeah people like speed down like because i live in the i live in the way you've been near mm-hmm. my house and like mm-hmm. all those roads around my house are actually like people like fly down there. oh really oh okay, yeah never so mind. I don't I don't know what I am going to do, but i need I need to get away mm-hmm. and I think it's something I have to do alone, yeah I don't know yet,
0: but yeah, just like look up like some crazy like mountain climbing place just somewhere where it's super isolated you just like yeah. go there for like a week, camp out or something
1: yeah I'm just gonna i'm just gonna li- i'm gonna be like um I don't know, I wanna be like i'm wanna be some i'm gonna be a wild man
0: there you go and hell just yeah dude be alone, become a monk or something on these people <laughs> yeah come back with
1: my head shaved oh yeah <laughs> I feel so accomplished. Last thing, I feel so accomplished when I don't know, not like I don't have accomplished the right word, but I see people like growing their hair out Mm -hmm. and then they'll cut it. Like Katil, I don't know if you saw, but Katil, oh, he shaved his head, yeah, I just shaved his head. And I feel like I'm just, I'm in the, I'm winning. Everyone else is like giving up on having the long ass hair.
0: I love having my hair, bro. I I dropped a TikTok that kind of blew up a little bit and I was saying, Your hair is source energy, don't cut it. Yeah. And people were like, What? And then get freaked out. It was funny. I had one kid like, TikTok's such a funny place, man. This one kid, like, he made like a. I say that, and then it clips to him, and he cut his hair, and his eyes narrow. <laughs> He's like, damn, I missed this too late. But yeah,
1: see, yeah. like, this is four years of growth. I can't. Just there you go. Yeah, man.
0: Off. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, you're dead at I mean, like, <laughs> either way you go, like, I mean, as long as people are doing what they want, go ahead. But me personally, I told myself after I cut my hair when I was younger, I'm like, never again. Like, I'm a super Sam, bro. I'm yeah.
1: There we go. Yeah. Well, uh, King Dow, it's been a pleasure having you back on the podcast. Yes, uh, sir. What's the easiest way for people to reach you? And is there anything you want to promote?
0: Yeah, definitely. Spiritual Eyes is out now. That's on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Music. Go get it, stream it, buy it. You can follow me on Instagram, KingDao, K-I-N-G-D-O-W-1. That's the same for TikTok. KingDao Music, one word on YouTube. Check out the website, Clan.org to get some merch and all that good stuff. Um, I have a documentary. That's how you can check that out, too. Um Ooh, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, the Dao Doc part one we're working on part two right now and uh yeah more music videos coming from spiritual eyes and yeah just a lot more content and thank you again bro for having me on again. of course yeah dude. this the nas podcast with king dao
1: and we did it